0: This morning, we're going to be in the book of Hebrews, picking up at verse 1 of chapter 11 and working through verse 7. The title of the message is Pleasing Faith. Faith that pleases God. And honestly, that's that's what I'm here for. I hope that's what you're here for. We want to please the God of the universe. Like I said this morning, I was looking at that sun as it rose up over that stairs. And I was sitting on the stairs and I just watched that sun. And I said, this God that made that sun desires to have a relationship with me i just want to make him happy i hope that you're here this morning so that you that you can make him happy as well and if you've been a christian for any length of time you're likely going to find this text pretty familiar certainly it makes its way onto a lot of verse of the day apps and a lot of calendars but it's also through my studies i found that there's a lot of confusion regarding this word of faith just, there's a whole bunch of opinions on this word of faith, and today what I want to do is I want to define it through Scripture. I want to provide examples of pleasing faith, and then I want to tell you how you can get that faith. Because I hope you're here this morning because you want to please God, and I want to tell you how to do that. Uh, before we get into this text, I, I'll give a little precursor. This is was written by an unknown author, and the book was written to people who were finding it hard to adapt to their new life with Jesus. They were Jews who, who had transitioned to the new way of following the Messiah, the new covenant church, and they were finding it hard to adapt to their new lives. It was written to people who had been experiencing a great deal of difficulty on account of their faith. And as a result, many of them were turning back to their old way of life. They were turning back to Judaism. They were turning back where they were comfortable they were turning back to things that they knew they were turning back to what they knew the keeping of the law that's what they wanted they wanted to do something to please god they couldn't they couldn't understand and they couldn't keep going so the god of the universe is going to tell us this morning how to please him and an essential purpose in this text was to encourage these christians to persevere in the face of persecution so if you would with me turn to hebrews And you can look at the screen, Hebrews chapter 11 will be in verses 1 through 7. What I want to do is, because this text is so rich, I'm going to read the text, and then we're going to go verse by verse this morning. So in verse 1 it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen and reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. When you read that text, it is rich. It is deep. It is deep. And as we try to make sense of it, because it is so rich, we need to break it down. So the first thing I want to draw your attention to this morning is this definition of of faith that's provided by the author in verses 1 and 2. There are essentially two key phrases in that first two verses. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, as he provides this definition, the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. That faith is essentially being assured and convinced of things promised but not yet fully received. In other words, in simple terms, faith is action based on what cannot be seen. Faith is action based on things that cannot be seen. Webster's Dictionary describes faith in this way, an unquestioning belief that does not require proof or evidence. And though though that could be the case we do have evidence our faith isn't based on nothing we have faith that is based on evidence we have the 66 books we have 40 authors written in multiple languages over 1600 years prophecy moral and spiritual truth our faith is founded on these things we have the resurrection of jesus confidence in his words the evidence of god's truth in our lives but the text starts with this definition of faith And then God knows we're going to need some examples. And it also says in verse 3, it tells us it's through this faith that we understand that all things were created by something invisible. All the things that are visible were created by the invisible. It's by faith that we understand that. And that's what I'm telling you this morning. Faith is action based on the unseen. So then you, you say, wow, that's deep, Pastor. But the Bible keeps going further. And not only that, it gives us examples. Who likes examples? So what we're going to see in this text is after he defines faith, he shows us some patriarchs who showed and exhibited great faith. So let's look at that in in verse 4. It says, by faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. So we don't know many details of, of Abel's faith, but what we do know is his faith caused him to worship. It was a worshiping faith. Faith moved Abel to offer what he gave, and what he gave revealed his heart and what he believed about God. Abel's gift was one that could only be explained by belief beyond what he could see. His faith led him to worship. If you'll remember in Genesis 4, 4, it says, that that Abel picked the best of his flock to sacrifice to God. And Abel brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions, and the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. Pleasing faith to the Lord is always going to start with worship. He saw who God was, and he went, and he got the best that he had. He took the best offering, and he gave it to God because he knew who God was. He said, this God of the universe who I haven't seen, who I know is there, who I love more than anything. I'm going to take the best that I got, and I'm going to lay it at your altar. True, pleasing faith is always going to start with worship. So we see that in Abel as he took a better sacrifice than Cain did. Cain took, it was a vegetable sacrifice, some type of plants. And I'm sure that God really didn't care that this was a big fat portion of, of animal meat sitting there versus some plants. It was the heart that he cared for. It was the heart that he saw. The reason that he did it is because that was the best that he had. It was the heart that pleased God. So we see that example of Abel's faith that led him to worship. And then we see in verse 5, we see Enoch, another example. It says in verse 5, if you'll look with me, it says, By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death, he could not be found because God had taken him away before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. His walk pleased God. In Genesis, it says, after, after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God for 300 years. Enoch's faith led him to walk in a way that pleased God, so he never had to taste death. His walk was changed by his relationship and his faith with God. The, the action of his faith changed how he walked. He walked in a way that was pleasing to the Lord. He never had to die. He got taken up because his faith pleased God. His walk pleased God. Pleasing faith starts with worship and then it starts with walking in his principles. Walking in the things that he's called you to do. And then in verse 6 it tells us, this is pretty pretty important because if we want to please God it tells us without faith it's impossible to please him. You can give all your money all your time, all everything that you have but if you don't come to him by faith it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. You can't please God without faith. Faith connects you to God. It's your admission that you're dependent upon Him. That your hope is in Him. It pleases Him because it's in Him you're trusting. It's not your deeds that please God. It's your faith. And then we see... Another example, as we see Noah said, faith made Noah work for God. In verse 7, by faith, Noah, being warned of God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. In Noah, Noah. His faith manifested itself in real works. Every time he swung that that axe and knocked a tree down, it said faith. Every time he picked the wood up and he built that ark, it said faith. A hundred years this man just continued with his faith. He feared the Lord, and it led him to persevere. I'm sure everyone around him was telling him, why are you building this ark? What is rain? He built his whole life on the principle of what God told him. Every swing of the axe said faith. Every time a tree fell, it said faith. Noah spent a hundred years as though he was telling the truth, as though God was telling the truth about future rain. He persevered. He didn't stop. He had persevering faith. And that's what true, pleasing faith is this morning. And all of these people mentioned in this text, it moved them to action. I want to ask you this morning, is your faith moving you to action? We see in verse 6 that without it, it's impossible to please God. And we want to have that type of faith that pleases our Creator. So I want to ask you, is your faith leading you to worship? Are you giving the best that you have to God this morning? What areas of your life are you not fully committed to this? Finances? Time? resources your faith should be leading you to worship to fall down at an altar of grace to admire who he is because he's given you everything that you have in your life your faith should be moving you to worship true pleasing faith always starts with an act of worship is your faith affecting your walk with god is your walk pleasing to god this morning How does it look like on a daily basis? How does it look like with your walk with God? Is it pleasing to him? Does he approve of the places that you're going, of the things that you're looking at, the things that you're taking part in, the people you're surrounding yourself with him? Is God pleased with how you're walking this morning? Are you having conversations with him? Are you spending much time with him? The way you dress, what you talk, what you look like, how you conduct your business, is it pleasing to God this morning? Like Enoch, it should affect the way that you walk with God. Or maybe it's like Noah. Maybe maybe your faith isn't moving you to work for God yet. Maybe you need encouragement this morning from Noah. A hundred years clinging to these words as it's going to rain, and he kept building that ark. As you keep banging the hammer to the nail, doing what God's called you to do this morning, are you thinking about going back to your old life? Are you letting the people around you influence how your walk with God is? That's what this was written to. It was people that were trying to go back to the comfort of their old life. You need to have persevering faith. You need to fear God and keep his commandments. Have persevering faith. Don't go back to that old life. Your faith's got to keep you strong. It's got to be like Noah. I'm sure they were making fun of him when he was building that ark. I'm sure everybody was looking at him. But he took God's words and he did what God told him to do. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're looking at me and you say, wow, that's good, Pastor. Good definition of faith. Great examples. And I know in my heart that my wife, that my life isn't leading me there. I'm not worshiping like I should. I never fell down at an altar of grace. My life and my walk isn't pleasing to God. I know that he sees what I'm doing and it ain't good. I know that every time something gets hard, I'm wondering where you at, God. Why you didn't do it this way, God? Every time I'm I'm surrounding myself with people who are going to agree with me, and every time it gets hard, I'm going to give up. There's no way that I could build an ark for 100 years. I would have quit after five. It would do me no good to give you a definition of faith. It would do me no good to give you examples of faith. And you're asking yourself this question, and this is the most important question of the message today. Don't miss this. How do I get this faith? How do I get that type of faith that's going to move me like this, that's going to lead me to worship, that's going to change my walk with God? How do I understand? How do I figure this out? How do I do what pleases the God of the universe? That's my purpose. That's what's going to bring me peace. That's what's going to solve my problems. That's what's going to lead me to the promised land. So how do I get this type of faith? Romans 10, 17 puts it this way. It says, so faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. Don't miss this. Each of these patriarchs mentioned in this chapter had faith that resulted in action. But the point is that faith is initiated when God speaks. No one can get faith in a vacuum. Faith is a response to hearing from God. It's a response to hearing from God. You need to make sure that you're in a place to hear from Him this morning. Jesus further emphasizes this later in John 16, 13. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So faith, this faith that's going to change your life, comes through the hearing of God, through his word guided by the spirit. That's that's the means that he chose to increase your faith. It's pastors. It's the Bible. It's these times where he speaks. And you need to position yourself in a a way that's going to allow you to listen. And that is your response. He's going to speak. He said, i got pastors that are preaching the truth. I, I gave you a Bible. You have the Internet. You have everything that you need to get close to me. So your response should be listen, trust, and respond. That's how you increase your faith. You need to listen to what God has told you to do. You need to trust that it's coming from the God of the universe. Trust that it's coming from Jesus. Trust that he wants to have a relationship with you. God said, I'm going to pour my spirit out to help you trust me, to help you understand what I want from you. You can't get ahead of yourself. Some of you are skipping to the end and you're trying to respond, but you ain't never listened to the gospel. You ain't never received the Holy Spirit and you're trying to skip to the end. It has to be in that order. You have to listen, trust, trust. And respond. When the spirit of truth comes, listen to that text again. When the spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide you into all truth. For he's not going to speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. Listen to me. You need to get in a life group. You need to surround yourself with as many godly people as you can. You need to be in church every time that door is open. You need to dust that Bible off and start listening to God. You want to have faith to move mountains. You want to have faith that's going to lead you to worship. You want to have pleasing faith. You want to make the God of the universe smile. That's what he said do. Listen, trust, and respond. And some of us are all on that walk. or are somewhere. Some of you are listening for the first time. And as the worship team comes up, I'm going to ask you to evaluate your actions. Evaluate your actions. Evaluate your faith you responded to what you've heard what are you waiting on this morning i'm telling you you need to be in church as much as you can you need to open up your bible as much as you can as you can you need to get in a life group you need to put yourself in a position to listen When you begin to listen, this is is big, listen to this. When you begin to listen and you begin to hear the Spirit, which is going to allow you to trust Him, then that trust is going to turn into a relationship, and that relationship should change your life. It's going to grow your faith, and it's going to change your life. Your faith should be the driving force that changes everything else in your life. If you want to please the God of the universe, if you want to make Him happy, I promise you there's peace in that. You're not going to find it in this world. You're not going to find it in money. You're not going to find it in your education. You're not going to find it even in your family. True peace comes from pleasing God. If you want to have faith that's going to please Him, it needs to lead to worship. You need to fall at an altar of grace. You need to tell them that you know who he is and you respect that. And because of that, you're going to trust Him. And because you're going to trust Him, it's going to cause you to respond and it's going to cause you to change your life. You need to listen to what he requires to you from his word. Some of you need to put it into action. You've heard it your whole life. He's called in his spirit out to you multiple times, but you just refuse. You won't respond in the way that he's calling you to respond. And you're never going to be the person that God's called you to be until you come down and you fall at an altar of grace and worship. Say, God, I love you. I don't have it. I don't know, Lord, I can't, I can't move that way. I don't understand how to get this faith. I've never felt that before. My walk has never been where it needs to be with you. It's been kind of there, but I've never went 100% with you, God. He wants you to fall this morning. He wants you to listen to him. He wants you to trust him, and he wants you to respond. The only way to please God is through faith. I want you to respond this morning. What's God want from you? He wants you to worship Him. He wants you to walk with Him. He wants you to respond by giving Him your life and worshiping Him forever through faith. Let us pray. Lord, I'm in awe of you and who you are. Lord, we worship you this morning. All we want to do is bring glory to your name. We want to make your son Jesus known. That's the mission of this church, God. Whoever needs to respond, I can feel it, Lord. Somebody needs to respond to you today. Dear God, I pray that today would be their day to respond to you and fall at an altar of grace in worship because of who you are. Lord, bless the people under the sound of my voice, God. We love you. We praise your name. Thank you for everything, Lord, that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Jesus, the only one who could ever We could ever bring. And worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. We live for you.
0: Jesus, the name above every other
1: name.
0: Jesus, the only one. matters. You've heard the sermon, you heard the worship, but what happens now is really what matters. How will you respond to what you've heard? Thank you for being with us today. I hope that you have a, a very joyous Thanksgiving. Please be in prayer for Pastor Steve. Uh, before we dismiss, let me pray for you. Lord, we worship you this morning. Thank you for coming to us, Lord. Thank you for your word. I ask that you be with Steve and his family during this time. I ask that you bless everyone here and help them have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Help them not to miss you, though, and always to go back to you and thank you for all that you've done, Lord. We love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name.